number nine. But ladies and gentlemen, here on the Sunday card, we move forward into the depths, into the second half of the NFL season. Mysteries abound. Nobody knows anything. It is very, very murky and weird as the NFL season, the NFC, the AFC wide open. We are here to navigate the waters for you and help you win some money. Unlike what we did on Sunday, but that is okay because it is time for a bounce back week right here on the Sunday card week number 10 edition. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, back again, back again, back again for week number 10. Following a week that just full, full chock full of injuries and COVID and upsets galore. How do you follow up a week like that, Matty C? Welcome, my friend. We follow it up first off winners. It's our goal every week, which we, again, as you said, didn't go as planned last week, but if you had the winners last week, then good on you because man, like I said, we saw some of the weirdest, the bigger upsets of the year. We had mentioned kind of, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago about how like there hadn't been a 10 point dog that had one outright. And then you get, I don't think the Cowboys close at 10 points uh, favorites, but the Broncos beat the Cowboys, which I was, I'm sitting there. I didn't even log in. I didn't even tune into that game until the second quarter. And I was like, what is going on? The Broncos would be up 17 to nothing right now. <laughs> Unbelievable game. And then obviously the, I still can't wrap my head around a nine to six finish Jacksonville over Buffalo. Doesn't make sense in my head. I, that was a dream. That was a, that was a night terror. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. That one was straight out of like Alice in Wonderland. Like, where do you even uh, just down the rabbit hole and the bills just kind of were just, here's the ball. (laughs) Here's the ball. And will the real Josh Allen please stand up? Josh Allen had a great game if he was on the Jaguars. How about that? That that was like the weirdest thing I think that's happened in this league in a really long time. Well, you got to, you know, the real Josh Allen last season was very much an anomaly for Josh Allen. Maybe last season is, shouldn't be what we expect every single season out of him. Maybe it is more like this guy, this wild gunslinger from Wyoming that, uh, you know, can be a little careless with the ball at times. And maybe uh, not the most technical at all times either. Cause he was just, it just felt like every time he was just like rolling out of the pocket, looking to make a play like 20 yards downfield, not taking, not taking anything the Jaguars were giving him. Yeah. It was just a very strange game that the bills defense dominated literally single-handedly Josh Allen of the Jaguars had a pick and a fumble recovery and a sack of Josh Allen. And I think people made that like this huge deal because Josh Allen and Josh Allen. So it was just kind of a strange thing that happened there. But then we had games like, like Chiefs Packers and how horrible. Whoa. I mean, you want to talk Whoa. about you want to talk about like as much as people like crapped on Rodgers all week last week. They better give him whatever he wants if, if they want to have any chance of survival because that kid, if he threw up, I kid you not, one of the worst stinker performances I have ever seen. He looked like Kendall Hinton out there from last year with the Broncos. He couldn't get the ball five yards down, down the field. It was horrible. I Jordan Love has been sitting back there for a year and a half. What has he been doing all day? Is he just texting babes in, in practice? Like, what is he doing? Is he, is he paying attention? That was a stunning stunning the most stunning thing for me obviously Jordan Love and how bad he was that being said he had more passing yards that game than Patrick Mahomes they had more total offense than the Chiefs I I mean that game 
uh, the Packers should have won that game by all means. They had the kicking problems. They had all sorts of special teams problems. Got to get the laces out this holder. I don't know what that guy better be <laughs> off the team. Two kicks in a row doesn't get the hold right. Uh, they had a, a muff punt. Like it was everything was going wrong for the Packers that game. And they still cover and they still could have won with a dog crap quarterback like Jordan Love. Incredible. That, that, that to me is what's incredible. How bad the Chiefs are. And we're going to get to them. Don't worry. They'll cool. be on the, oh, yeah. they're on the lamp. Don't worry about that. Let's review the week that was really quick. Um, Maddie did much better than I did. Well, not much better, but did better than I did. Two and three from you, Maddie. One and four for me. Just slap me in the face. That was just awful. Awful, awful, under, awful. Under the weather, though. Under the weather has been a little hot, I will say that. Like, we've been, we've been doing okay. We've been doing okay with the under the weather, like three of the last five. Um, let's review you, and then we'll review me. Uh, the winners first. Uh, nice call on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, that was another upset there. Atlanta plus six winner. Uh, were you surprised by the fact that they won the football game? I did. I said on the show I wasn't going to take any part of their money line because I didn't think they'd have a chance. And in the way they did, I mean, that game is nine times out of ten Atlanta loses that game, right, where uh-huh. they give up the late field goal. And they never end up getting that successful drive. But uh, what was I think it was Cordell Patterson, right, just got let loose down the sideline. They well, got the the one thing they have is that nails kicker. Uh, so that he put them through. But yeah, that's a game they lose nine times out of 10. But love of the spot for him was a great, great feeling to get that one. Yeah, absolutely. And the Falcons looking good all of a sudden. They are in the playoffs if the playoffs started uh, tomorrow. So that would be a, that, that's kind of a little bit mind boggling there. Crazy. For you. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, our head to head, the Chargers beating the Eagles. Man, I thought I had that. I really thought I had that. I, I feel like I was on the right side. I, I had to get that one back. That really, I mean, that one was ugly. I mean, that one came down to the field goal. Like Chargers, Chargers only love to play close games. They do not like to win by more than three to four points. I'll tell you that. No, they do not. No, they do not. And the Eagles, literally, I, I just, I don't get it. Like the Eagles finally are starting to run the football, but every time they throw it, I mean, Hertz is just scrambling and, and that's it. I mean, the guy just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what they're supposed to do with that offense. It's actually mind numbing to me. Um, but the losses. Vegas, that's a toughie. That was a that was a toughie. That that stadium Gross. is not good to Vegas. Not good to Vegas at all with the Giants. And even with the Giants, I mean, Giants defense is playing better. But one for six in the red zone were the were the Raiders on Sunday. That was bad. Crazy, yeah. No, that that, that game was just definitely not Derek Carr's best performance. I expected a lot more out of him. And and just a just a cherry on top. I said, I'm I'm in a desperate spot in my fantasy team. I am six seven straight losses in a row it's not great i've been i said i'm gonna start brian edwards here. There's a sneaky play brian edwards filling in henry rugs throws up a goose egg absolute zero points over four on his target so that game i want no part of that Um, maddie notorious the commissioner of the league notorious for getting his fantasy like so proud of how much work he does in fantasy and this year has literally just been I've never seen you this bad, honestly. Yeah. And the injury has been piling up and yeah. all this, but nobody wants to hear about it. Nope, nobody does. I'm just as bad. Don't worry. I'm three and six. Uh, and then Houston letting us down. Houston just, I mean, Tyrod, Tygod Taylor just never, ever couldn't get in the end zone. Like, I just can't believe that they could not get in the end zone on Miami. Three, I know, three picks out of them. Yeah, that one still had a chance to back to that one. Just, he kept beating me down and then the Miami would just like do nothing on offense, give the ball right back. And they just, Oh, they couldn't get in the end zone. They had a chance. They had so many chances. 
So frustrating. So frustrating. I feel like we were right there on all of these games. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco never showed up. I mean, I didn't even know what to say about that. Colt McCoy. I mean, I, I, as bad of a, I just complained with his last two games, losing to Colt McCoy and James Conner. I, I am, I have no clue with the 49ers anymore, with Shanahan anymore. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Unfortunately, they're like a sharp play this week at home, home division. So, like you won't, you won't hear me talking about that game. At yikes. All. Nope. Nope. It's, it's not on my leans either. Don't worry. I like it's, it's that game. I don't want any part of the 49ers. I, yeah. Especially I, don't to, I said, I don't understand with them anymore. Like I just don't know how to treat this team again on paper versus not. And, and yeah, they're horrible. Especially the Rams losing last week. It makes me skivats, you know, about that. So, um, but with me, the only winner, I mean, of all the chaos that's going on, of all the chaos, the Patriots continue to roll. And I continue, like, I can smile and sleep at night going one and four if the Patriots are the only one that, that won. I think they're on a roll. How happy are you to see when it was Darnold instead of Walker? Oh, Obviously, Dar- was- Darnold out now, but. On, on behalf of all of, uh, on behalf of the entire region of New England, this message is for you, Sam Darnold. Boo! That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. From Casper the Friendly Ghost. It was awesome. But I, I'm not going to brag too much because I had the Houston with you, Philadelphia, as we mentioned. The Rams. I mean, the Rams just getting obliterated, like embarrassed. I mean, what do we make of the Titans now? I, we're going to have some thoughts later on the Titans. I okay. think, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think we have a lot of, we have some questions coming up. We got a lot. I think we're going to get into on the Titans later. Exactly. I think you're exactly right. And then obviously the bills, I don't even want to talk about it. It's the most disgusting loss I've ever had oh. in my whole life. So <laughs> I've never been more wrong from the worst team to the best team that I, at least on paper for me, losing outright as a 14 and a half point dog makes no sense, but a lot of things in this league make no sense, Maddie. So let's try to make sense of them. Halfway through the season, I gave you some questions to answer. We're going to go right through them. The halfway point is here, ladies and gentlemen. So we developed 10 questions, 10 questions to get you set, get you ready for the next half and give a little recap of the first half. First question on the list, Maddie, you've got these questions pre-planned, so I'm interested in your answers. First question on the list, please rank the top five quarterbacks that are rookies in the NFL. All right, uh, top five. Obviously, we have to go from five to one. Um, right. So there's obviously there's the big five, but number five spot, Davis Mills. You know, Davis Mills not been too bad this year. Sixty-seven uh, percent completion percentage, thirteen hundred yards. I mean, yes, he's got seven touchdowns, eight interceptions, but Davis Mills not doing too bad. Uh, number four, obviously, he's hurt right now. Zach Wilson just been okay. Ugh. If if that, I, I guess I can't even say okay. He's been pretty bad. I would say, he's, yeah, he's been pretty bad. Four touchdowns, nine interceptions. Mike White looking better than him. Almost thought about throwing that dig in there to put Mike White on this list, but I did. I didn't want to do it. Uh, number three, Justin Fields. Again, okay. it's just just meh. And the bottom list is, list stinks because these top two are the only two that I think are even worth mentioning. Really, you're not gonna like. You're not gonna like this. Number two is McCorkle. It's McCorkle Jones. And number one is Trevor Lawrence. And I know if you look at the stats that, yes, McCorkle's got better numbers, but he's been in a far better situation. And I think in the past 
few weeks, Lawrence is getting his feet under him. He's looking better. Uh, and again, he's just working with so much less than what Mac has. Mac's been a great game manager. He really has been, but I just don't know. He's just not really blowing me out of the water with anything. Whereas I think, again, I think Lawrence is, is kind of getting it going here. I, I can, I'm stunned that Lawrence is at number one because I mean, he just hasn't done anything to show me like in any impressiveness towards progressing towards being a quarterback that can, that can play in this league. I think he's, you know, an end of the first round looking second round quarterback is the way he's looked to me so far. I get it. He's in a terrible situation. I understand that, but you know, Justin Herbert's in a bad situation going to Anthony Lynn last year. I mean, like, that's a not a good situation. I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, every quarterback that gets drafted number one goes to a bad situation. So to me, I, I'm just, I don't see much from one. I had a number five on my list. He was number five. On my oh, list. come I, on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of these guys have at least played it. Like, how, can, how can you say that even looking at stats, even just looking at numbers? I'm not looking at the stats. I'm not looking at right, right, uh, This right. is this is all I test for me. Okay. I mean, this is all I test for me. Lawrence is number five on my list. I have not been impressed with Lawrence. There's nothing that I've seen from Lawrence that's that's impressed me. Uh, at least, at least, as bad as he's been in some games, at least he's had some good games. This guy, number four, I think Davis Mills has been pretty good. I think Davis Mills has been pretty good considering where he was drafted and considering, I mean, that's just as bad a situation as Jacksonville, where he is. And I think he's looked pretty good. I got to be honest with you. He has been bad in some people looking at the 40 to nothing losses and, and all these things. But I think Davis Mills has been okay. Like, I really do. And, and honestly, I am going to throw the dig in there at number three. I'll, I'll throw the dig in there because Mike White balled out against the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you're telling me Zach Wilson right now looks better than Mike White? Are we, are we serious? Like Zach Wilson has been terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I, my, I mean, Mike White in the five quarters that he's played killed it. Like absolutely killed it. Looks really good. So I mean, look, we don't have a very big sample size of Mike White. And I get that. Yeah, I was I'm, just gonna say, I'm like, I, I don't know where we're going. I, with this. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy, but I think Mike White right now, at least on paper, and what he's had versus what Zach Wilson's had, same exact situation and he's done way better so i don't know what i'm supposed to say like am i supposed to say zach wilson is better than mike white because mike white hasn't played as much i don't know like i don't think that's fair i'm just i'm excited to see where this roller coaster of a list is going next this number two is really easy for me and i think this kid is actually getting his feet under him more than anybody and i think that's fields i think fields is fields now over the last couple of weeks has been actually kind of good I uh, had the good Raider game Had a great game on Monday night, the great fourth quarter uh, is starting to use his athleticism. I, I think fields right now, obviously is the most talent of anybody in the draft. And then obviously number one, the most consistent player is Mac Jones. He's the most consistent guy out there. He's not wowing you with anything. Uh, he has some good throws here and there, but cerebrally he looks very good and he's in a good situation. You're absolutely right, but he's taken advantage of that. And I think he's done pretty well. I'm happy with him. Five wins. In the first nine, in the first nine games, take that all day and twice on Sunday. I don't see how Mac Jones can't be the number one guy on this list. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I think I think you had an agenda with this question and leaving <laughs> off the show, and I don't appreciate it. You say you don't see. I haven't seen anything I like out of Trevor Lawrence. Are you watching all the Jags games like you're watching all the Pats games? 
Sure. Uh, no, but I will say this. I, at least I'll be, I'll be fair about that. But again, I mean, if I'm watching Lawrence, you know, Lawrence is losing games, making critical, critical mistakes. I just, every single week, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see, I don't see it. Uh, let's move on to number two. Number two. This is a weird question. I thought, I thought it was interesting. If you could only have one team from last year's championship Sunday, make it to championship Sunday as in, and I should rephrase the question because I'm not asking it right, but the one team that you think can get back to championship Sunday, the, uh, has the best chance of getting back to championship Sunday that made it to championship Sunday last year is who Buffalo, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, or the chiefs. For me, it's gotta be the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think that, I mean, yeah, like you said, they, I was going to say they have the saints in their division, but they've got another playoff team in the Atlanta Falcons. They've got to deal with right now. So they got to take care of that situation. But as bad as the secondary has been, uh, I just, I think that it'll get, hopefully they can get a little healthier or just kind of, you know, band-aid it up, tape it up a little bit and, and mold that to the best they can coming off the bye week this week. So it's interesting to see if they have some changes for that and some scheme defensively to, to, to mask that thing. But other than that, the offense is just too good. The offense is undeniable. I, I don't, you know, most teams are going to have a really hard time stopping that. I had a thought about going with an AFC team because it seems like an easier path, but I'll, I'll take the Bucks here. I agree, hundred percent. Bucks have been the most consistent team. They're not even healthy, and they're winning like yeah. pretty consistently. So once they get guys back, I mean, look out. That's a train on the tracks. Uh, the team no one believes in that can get to a Super Bowl is. I want to see your face when you answer this question. I got like two teams here. I'm gonna say. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. It's just still. You know, I just look at their roster and I look at everything. I just feel like they're capable of it. And again, it's it's just an AFC team. Like they have a chance there. The other team. I, well, I don't want to say the other team because I want to hear what you're saying. But yeah, I don't know. I just think the Colts. They still have the core. Of that team should be good enough. But Wentz is just God. Wentz has got to stop doing all that stuff that he does on the goal line. <laughs> He's just pooping his pants at the end of the game. But I don't know if that'll ever change. Wentz has just got to stop being a dodo bird. I mean, that's literally what it is. Maddie, it's first off, it's got to be in the AFC team. It's got to be an AFC team because the AFC is so wide open. I want to make you smile a lot of the time, so I'm going to do this. No, the other team in that division. Your Denver Broncos. Your Denver Broncos can get to the Super Bowl. I believe it. I've said it from the beginning of this season. I didn't think they were going to win the division, but I had them in the playoffs preseason. They are starting to get healthy. They're starting to turn a corner. Teddy B's not turning the ball over. Judy is back. The defense is good. There's not much. The, the freaking Javante Williams is carrying guys like he's carrying groceries to people's cars. I mean, that's literally what he's like, – that was unbelievable on Sunday, what they were able to do on the ground. I love the Denver Broncos. I think they absolutely can get to the Super Bowl. I, I love to hear you say that, Dan. <laughs> I, I, I do love – I mean – Javante train is rolling. He's, he's had a run every week. He's starting to get more and more and more carries as, as the season's going on, but he has had like one run every week that he's just more manly than the rest of the entire defense. Like he, he is, he is an unbelievable power runner. He is awesome to watch. And like you said, I think the defense played super inspired. I think there's a certain need of, of, okay, the, our head guy that will, you know, kind of runs this show. I'm sure, you know, Von Miller, huge locker room presence there. Like 
it was kind of, I think, and everybody's got a step up mentality going into Dallas and they played like it. They played their asses off. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think Justin Simmons is the new guy out there. He just yeah. looks like the emotional leader of that team. I love that guy. That, that's a great call. That's a great call. Yeah. Who was the other team? I said Vegas, possibly. That was the only team I was thinking about saying is no Vegas. Nah. Yeah, the defense is just not nah, good nah. enough. And a, and a, an interim coaching, like in a coaching year like that, I yeah, that's, this that's isn't, a this lot isn't, This isn't hockey. Like, we can't just switch coaches and win a title. <laughs> <laughs> Fixes all saying. our problems. Yeah. Uh, how about this? How about a division leader that's most likely to miss the playoffs is who? This one was tough. I just, I, this was really, really hard to find someone. And, and again, for me, if I have to choose, it's it's so hard to choose, but it's between these two teams. It's It's got to be the Chargers or the Ravens based on the rest of their division. Yeah. Again, like those two divisions are so loaded. Every You know, everybody I think is is 500 or better, except for the Chiefs. Of all, out of all eight of those teams, those two divisions, the worst team is the Chiefs, which again, everybody, I think we're, everybody's still not willing to let go of like, it's just going to click one week and they're going to be back, but I don't know. Uh, so it, it's got to be one of those two teams. And if I had to say, it'd probably be the chargers would be the ones that would miss. But yeah, I, the, the reason that they probably will make it is they have a super easy strength of schedule. Is all I've been hearing is that they, they've got like the easiest strength of schedule the remainder of the year. Well, I mean, that's nice for them, but like, I just don't know if they're that good. I, I, I think that there are teams below them that are better than, I think Vegas is better than them. And I, and I think that the Denver Broncos are better. than them. I don't know about the chiefs yet. I, I just, I still think the chiefs are mediocre, but the Ravens, I was very close on. I was very, very close on the Ravens. I completely agree with you. I think that's the only other team because they've gotten really lucky. Um, your MVP vote, who does it go to right now? Sir Thomas of House Brady. I, I don't <laughs> see how – I mean, he is leading the league in uh, – or second the league in passing yards. I think he's, he's leading in passing touchdowns. Uh, he just looks great. He looks absolutely fantastic. How do you not give it to Brady right now? He is running that show. He is. He is really running that show. Um, he was a very close second for me. Very close second. I think this is one, two between these two guys. I, I have Stafford still. I think Stafford is just mm. – I know it's – I want to take Brady so bad, but Stafford, if I'm looking at the numbers, number one in passing yards, number two in uh, touchdowns, number one in passer rating, number three in yards per attempt, uh, number five in completion percentage. I mean, he's in the top five of every statistical category in the league. Um, so, so is, so is Brady. Those, those are the two names I had written down. We had the, yeah. we both had the two names written down. So yeah, it's going to be a good Flip a coin. Flip a coin. That's all I can say about that. Uh, who does your coach of the year go to? Dan, Dan. It's time for Bill Belichick to get his coach of the year Stop. award. Come on. Never going to happen. Why not? Never I, I, it's, it's never going to happen, but it should. You really think that he deserves coach of the year? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I, st- I, don't, I hate, I hate, I don't know. Coach of the year is a, is a freaking writer's award where they want a story out of it. I, I don't coach the years. Where is Lewis when we need him with the narrative? I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Lou would be able to pick the co- coach of the year far better than I would. He'd pick it right out. I'd pick it like an apple off the tree. I go Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton, yeah, okay. what he's done, you know, I think that he's molded that team to what the way he's wanted it. He's done better with nothing uh, than, than anybody else. I also thought about Mike Tomlin. I also thought about Mike Vrabel, but 
I think Peyton is probably right now my front runner if I had to choose. I like that one. No, that makes sense. I mean, quarterback controversies, the injuries of quarterback and no Michael Thomas for the, you know, arguably your second best player on your roster is out for the entire season. So it's a good pick. Uh, the next question was going to be which fit was uh, for these teams to be OBJ, but what do you think of OBJ going to the Rams? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they got a, they got a fourth string wide receiver with an attitude problem. <laughs> Who could, who's perfect. maybe going to get 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 good on it, get loose on a deep ball every once in a while? I mean, he, he's he's going right into Deshaun Jackson role, which is probably all that he's going to do from now. He's going to catch one sixty yard touchdown every four to five games. <laughs> he's now that home run hitter guy. I think it's so perfect. He's it's Hollywood. It's exactly what he would want. It's perfect for him. It's certainly you know the Rams just don't care. They just want to spend money. So uh, it's 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 spend money in draft picks. That, that's that's all they do. That's all they do. So this makes a ton of sense to me. I don't care. I hope he has all the fun in the world to stay as far away as from Foxborough as possible. Um, of the new coaches, who's done the best job of the first year guys? I mean, I for me this one was pretty easy too. I, I think it's I you got to say Brandon Staley. It's the only team that's in contention out of all these teams. You know. Jets, Lions, bottom of the barrel, Texans, so and Jaguars. So Brandon Staley, I think he's got to do a better job than Mr. Defense. He's got to do a better job of coaching up that defense and get them out of the bottom five and in, in run defense. Um, they might just not have the guys for it, but uh, I think he's building something pretty good there in 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 LA, which shame, you know, sucks for me that he's building a good program around a young quarterback, another one uh, within my division. So toughest division in football right now i think it's staley yeah. I, I think arthur smith has done a good job uh in the last few weeks but i think it's staley 100 um the best pick from the first round of the 2021 nfl draft so far has been who micah parsons Bye. Dallas Cowboys. I, I thought he i mean he has we're not talking about the dallas defense as being like an absolute you know sieve anymore not just a cheese grater like He's he plays all over the place. Like they were showing, they were highlighting uh, again one of the primetime games that he was on, highlighting all the different positions he's played. Like he jumped right into being an edge rusher this year, which is never something he really did in college. And he's back to playing that roaming middle linebacker now. And I mean, he's just done so much for them, and he's really added a backbone to their defense that I think uh, has been good. And he's seen a leader at a young age too. Love that pick. That's my pick as well. Everybody, I thought I thought somebody was going to say Jamar Chase. It's not. It's it's Micah Parsons. It's, it's Parsons is given the Cowboys something they have lacked for so long on defense, and that is speed. And that's what the it's what he brings. And it's it's like one guy, and he's infiltrated the rest of them. I mean, it's it's incredible what he's done. I mean, he he's one guy because he covers the whole field. He is man. He gets sideline to sideline. I love it. I love it. And he's wearing the eleven. Props up to that. I love that. My high school number. Go kick ass, Michael Parsons. Uh, final question. Will you change your Super Bowl preseason pick? And if so, what is it? <laughs> well, I, I think my AFC side has to change because I had the Chiefs. So I think I've got to update that one. And I'll keep Dallas the same. Dallas is my NFC representative. Mm -hmm. Still looking okay. Still looking pretty damn good. Man, the AFC is so ugly. Ugly. I get. I go. So I go. Chalk would be Buffalo, or is it Tennessee now? Is the chalk? Mm. Uh, I will say. 
I was wrong last year, but let's try it again. Baltimore Ravens and <laughs> Dallas Cowboys <laughs> back in just, the Super Bowl this year. Just a year early on that one. Just a I year early. It. I love it. I'm absolutely sticking with Cleveland. I still think Cleveland absolutely has the horses, especially with the, the uh, AFC being so wide open. I thought about changing Green Bay, but I'm going to stick with it. Tampa would only be the only other team that I would put in there, but I still think the Packers who are just getting balls bouncing their way left and right. Isn't it incredible? They're just one of those teams that just gets whatever they want. (laughs) So unbelievable. I'll, I'll I'll stick with mine. I'll stick with mine. Very good, Maddie. Very good. Well, well, halfway point in the season so at the halfway point in the season if we look at our numbers we are both tied at the halfway point in the season 21 23 and one so far in this nfl campaign um under the weathers are five and five money line parlay is two and seven but you're up 6.7 units if you bet with maddie so excellent excellent job i bet it every week because i have to because i ride with the ice man your rider yeah, I'm a rider. I'm, I'm doing the finger roll with the ice fan. Um, let's get into it then. Week number 10. Let's get the picks rolling. You won last week. You want to pick or you want to punt? I am going to punt. I will take the ball in the second half. Oh, wow. Fantastic. See, this is why he should be coaching right here. He's coaching us in picks. All right, number five. This, my friend, I'm going right to probably your favorite game of the year last year. I'm going right to it. The rematch of the most wild ending of a game in 2020. The Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. That's where I'm going to. And I am going to take as much as I feel like an idiot doing this. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Minus nine and a half. I think I think that at this point in the season, the Cowboys coming off of that loss, Atlanta coming off of a win makes me feel even way better about it. Here's why I'm really thinking this. Dallas lost last week because they played a great defense in Denver that stopped them on third and fourth down. The third and fourth down, Denver just took it away, and they also took away C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb did nothing last week. So to me, I think Denver had a really good scheme plan. On third down, the Atlanta Falcons defense ranks 30th in the league in third down conversion rate. I mean, they are awful on third down. Denver also ran the ball for 190 yards against Dallas. Atlanta is 31st in the league in yards per carry. They don't even try to run the ball in Atlanta. They just have completely abandoned it. They had 34 yards last week. 30 rushing. 34 yards. I drove more hours from Mississippi, (laughs) like than they had rushing yards. Seriously. So I just – I don't understand. I, I mean, I get the sentiment towards taking a big dog that's been profitable. Road dogs have been profitable. But here's a little stat for you we uncovered. Um, the, from the previous week, the team that covered versus the team that did not cover this year, 17-31 and 31 ATS uh, for the team that did cover the week before. So that is – pretty outstanding numbers to me and i just think dallas this is a mismatch this is just a mismatch it's a good matchup for dallas i like the cowboys minus nine and a half i'm also looking at this as a sharp play 53 percent of bets 78 percent of money rolling on my cowboys everything about the screams dallas no i love that pick i just think that's a that's a great one coming off of both ways you know screw it. that's why that was my number three but we'll just give that right now that's okay. uh, I'll make that my number five because these bottom three, I kind of have all right in there, but 
again, I just think coming, you know, buy low, sell high kind of situation. Two teams coming off of absolutely what I was saying earlier. Atlanta loses that game last week nine times out of ten against yeah. New Orleans. They win against a big division rival. Um, and again, in what at least I, I saw it, I think you agreed, it was a letdown spot for New Orleans if, after coming off of beating the Buccaneers. So now you have a letdown spot for Atlanta, and you have a Dallas team that's got to be super pissed off, super focused. They're, you know, they've been at home all week. That was a home game last week. They're playing at home again. So they are just, they're locked and loaded down in the Lone Star State, and I think they are going to come out and just kill them. And like you said, I mean, Denver, 190 yards rushing last week. Um and they Atlanta's defense doesn't even come close to what Denver's has been playing like, especially how they were last week playing how they were at the beginning of the season. So, uh, no, I love this pick as much as it's a big, a big number. I'm curious, what, what are your power ratings? I feel like this really, if Dallas was coming off of a win, if they were still rolling on the streak that they've been on, this would have been 12 and a half, 13 points. I agree with that. I, I think so. My power ratings had it at 18 points. So wow. that which was extreme ends, extreme ends. <laughs> that's the name of it. So 18 points for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, I really like that a lot. Also second straight road game for the Falcons. I think that has something to do with it as well. So um, Dallas minus nine and a half. I think this is a really good pick. You pick that number five. I'll go to my number four pick. Um, speaking of Dallas, how about we just go to the team that just kicked their ass, the Denver Broncos. I think it's, let's go with that one in mile high. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos minus two and a half at home against Philadelphia. And I understand that some people are looking at this game as kind of more of a sharp play to Philadelphia and say, well, Denver just coming off of a big win. This is a letdown spot for them. To me, I think the Eagles really, really drained the tanks last week and trying to, trying to beat the Chargers. And, and to me, again, it was a really good spot for the Eagles because they run the ball really well and the Chargers defend it horribly. Now, the Broncos aren't the best at defending the run, but they're at least happily decent. I mean, they're middle of the pack, basically, uh, in defending the run. Um, but what I like about this here, Teddy B, um, he's second in the league in completion percentage. Philadelphia is dead last in the league in opponent's completion percentage. Uh, by the way, the Denver defense is first in opponent's completion percentage, and Jalen Hurts is 29th in completion percentage. Not that they're going to throw the ball, but, you know, it's, it also helps for, for the Denver defense. Um, also, th- really, it comes down to this. Whoever runs the ball better in this game is going to win this game. I think this game could be a touchdown game, um, but I do think that whoever runs the ball better in this game is going to win it. And, and Denver just seems to be getting healthy, re- healthier right now, except for Sertan, obviously. That's, uh, that's a little bit of a blow there. But Philadelphia may not have Darius Slay in this game. Uh, Jerry Judy, obviously, uh, his coming back is really big. And also, how about this? The Broncos versus the NFC East so far this year are 3-0 against the NFC East. And and against teams with losing records, the Broncos, most points they've given up against a team with a losing record so far this year, 13 points. That's it. So I like Denver defense at home, mile high. Oxygen is not in supply. Thin, thin air. Thin air, Broncos minus two and a half. Dan, we're mind melding. Oh my! We are gosh. mind melding. That was going to be my number five, and you just you're beating me right to all these. I should have took. I should have gone first this week. <laughs> I punt, and now you're just taking all the picks and all the picks. Returned it, but I mean, I mean, you said it. I mean, that's exactly every reason. I mean, Atlanta or sorry, Philadelphia. Um, like you said, worst in the league in completion percentage. 
their average over the past three games, they're giving up over 80%, 83% completion percentage to quarterbacks their last three games. And he said, Teddy's swinging at it over 10, uh, 70% himself. Um, all the guys are getting back healthy on offense, on defense. We, I said earlier that that defense looks so rejuvenated last week, and I'm just hoping that wasn't a, a one-week get-up effort. I really think it, it, it's going to be a, a mindset and just an attitude change in that defensive locker room, especially you know going out and being able to kick the best you know one of the best offenses in the league's ass last week in just dominating fashion I feel like that's gotta gotta keep them rolling keep them playing motivated and I yeah I just don't know what this Philadelphia team's gonna be able to do against a defense like this I mean they I just don't think that uh, Jalen Hurts is really gonna be able to make it happen especially not throwing the ball but they don't want to run the ball but who what is Nick Sirianni doing that's the other thing too I mean you got this is a bad coaching matchup Nick Fangio versus Nick Sirianni but I will take my boys Vic back uh, on this one. So yeah, minus two and a half. I get what you're saying. I've heard, I've heard that uh, Philadelphia maybe sharp play this week again, fading, fading Denver off of a big spot, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a spot for Philly to me, especially not at that low of a number. It doesn't, it doesn't. Now here's, <laughs> this is so funny because I'm about to bring something up and I just saw this and I wanted to share it because this is how weird like the trends have been this year. And I know you brought up the trends a couple of times last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it's through week nine. And this goes against everything we just said. Favorites are 56, 77 and one, it's 42%. Home teams, 58, 77 and one, 43%. Home favorites, 31, 51 and one, 38%. I wanted to say that off the top and then realized but I have two home favorites <laughs> so I'm right off the top. <laughs> so we both do. So, you know, I, I think that these are more though matchup plays than anything else. Both these I was going to say those numbers that you just said were not 100%, which means that games go the other way sometimes. So <laughs> sometimes you got to use your mind and not just listen to the numbers at all time. Oh, 60%. It's a guarantee that 60% of the time it's going to happen hundred percent of the time. <laughs> They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> it's like Sex Panther, you know, that, that yeah. great cologne that we just love. That was a fantastic reference right there. Might have to put that one in. Um, <laughs> number three, I'm scared that, like, we're going to be on the same thing because I have a feeling you, we might have all three of these. So is it ugly? Kind of. Are we getting no, ugly? I mean, it's not, no, it's, it's not, like, super ugly. I just... I think some people would be like, that's an upset. Cause it is a dog. I have no more, no more favorites. On those. Let the dogs bark. Go ahead. Saints plus three at the Titans. That's what I like. Saints. <laughs> Saints. <laughs> oh, and the Saints <laughs> go mind, mind melding. In. Where, where is oh. my saxophone? Where's my saxophone? I got to go play oh. that. It's I mean it's just a mind meld this week, Dan. Let's just both talk about our, our favorite pick in the Saints. That's my number one pick this week. Is it really? Wow. I really like the Saints this week. Go then you speak on it. I, I just I don't know. Again, well, so I've been on the Saints in the past two weeks, on them two weeks ago against the Bucks, off them last week. And I I know I said this on the show, they are a teeter-totter this year. You just don't know. I mean, actually, you do know they teeter, then they totter. You go one way, then you go the other with them. <laughs> And this just feels like a matchup where Tennessee did nothing on offense last week. Without Derrick Henry, their offense was absolute 
hot garbage. They had 194 yards of total offense and only 69 rushing yards led by Adrian Peterson. I mean, the loss of Derrick Henry, I feel like sometimes this happens in gambling too and and something that we've been seeing with the backups coming in where it's the first week of an injury or somebody missing. There's so much overreaction that that side ends up getting like overvalued and overplayed. And then inevitably the team that had the injury or had the loss in the back of quarterback will end up winning. And then the next week we start to see it ugly head pop up after we've like, Oh, they're fine without them. So I think that kind of might happen here with Derrick Henry. It's like, Oh, they won last week without Derrick Henry. It's like, yeah. Cause they had like three turnovers, great field position every time. And the defensive line has been playing great for the past three weeks. But now you have new Orleans who I think will, we're going to see a lot more Taysom Hill this week. I think, I think a lot more run packages out of them. If they run the ball at the t- this Titans defensive line, which is their strength, they can slow them down. And then they'd open up the pass for that horrible secondary, which again is just, just being hidden by how fast the D line's getting to the quarterback right now mm-hmm. for, for the Titans getting a ton of sacks and, and their offensive line is better too. And then the saints have a top five defense in the league. They are so good at all three levels of the defense that I think that the Titans offense is really going to struggle this week. I, I can't disagree with you. And, and just to back up some of what you're saying about the defense, number three rushing defense, DVOA, number one rush defense and expected points added per play. Uh, number one in that category, fifth in opponents mm-hmm. passer rating. I mean, they are really, really solid um, across the board. Offensive line as well. Uh, given up just 13 sacks so far this year. Tennessee's offensive line has given up 27 27 mm-hmm. sacks so far this year. So I think there's something to be said there for the D-line and the trenches, the trench warfare. I think New Orleans is going to win that battle. Uh, New Orleans is also 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine games as a road dog, um, wow. which is a massive number. And then Sean Payton, 33-20 and ATS as, um, uh, after a loss. So, I mean, the scheme is there. They play better when they're down and kicked. As good as the Titans have been, you got to get off that train sometime. And we're going full into it, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Me and you this week are just hand in hand, arm in arm. We're going to fight and win for Scotland. Like, that's what we're doing. That's the other thing I had is that Tennessee, as we've said this, again, this is a kind of a, my own personal trend of just my feelings. Um, that Like, there's that darling team. Tennessee is the darling right now. Tennessee is the darling that everybody is just seeing how they're getting, they're beating these teams. I might've said this last week and then they got by on the Rams, but um, I, I just, I think they are riding so high right now that someone's got to knock them off that high horse. So, and I'm hoping it's the Saints. The Saints feel like the perfect team to do it. Like you said, you had that, uh, I, you know, Peyton off of a loss, Peyton on the road off of a loss, 26 and 10, 72%. Oh my gosh. It gets, gets better and better. It's, it's screaming at you. It's screaming at you. Take me, take me. Um, easy. I think New Orleans plus three. It's a really, really good bet. 62% of bets are on the Titans. 51% of money are on the Titans. So that's screaming back towards us with the, the Sharps really liking some separation six. there. Yes. Maddie, I cannot decide my number two pick. It's a problem. Okay. It's a problem. I need you to help me. All right. I, I hope it's a dog. It got, is it two dogs? There's two dogs. One of them is a cat, though. Oh, so <laughs> the cat and the canary, kind of like the Panthers, kind of like the Panthers here, the cat and the canary against the Cardinals, but I just don't know. And my other one, you got to help me decide between these two, Carolina, a plus 10 and a half against the Cardinals or Minnesota plus two and a half against the Chargers. 
Is that like easy? I I had a similar fight with myself. Similar, I had you know these teams were in consideration for me. And sometimes you just got to take take a dog that's a cat, Dan. <laughs> sometimes you got to take a dog that's a cat. Because guess what? No, even <laughs> right on this. They're right on this paper for me too, Dan. Oh my God. We are walking. This is, I mean, so we just have, sorry, sorry, folks. You're not getting 10 picks this week. You're going to get five. You're going to get five. We, we are just apparently picking the same. Um, I am I think, so I think you got to ride. I think you got to ride with Carolina with me. I think we got to go four and oh on the four and four on the first four picks. We can't be all five. Like, and I think we <laughs> well, might be. No. <laughs> I think we, no, you really, you don't think we are? I don't think so. Yours is that <laughs> ugly. No, it's not. It's just. Mine's not that ugly either. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Carolina. Okay. Carolina. Let's talk about you, Carolina. You, you talk about them because to me, like, I didn't write anything down for them. But what I would say is that it seems to me, even though that Sam Darnold's out, which makes me feel way better about the situation. But it seems to me like Arizona's as good as they are. I feel like regression is coming. I feel like Kyler is not 100%. DeAndre Hopkins is not 100%. James Conner is not 100%. I don't think Chase Edmonds is playing in the game. Um, they're really, really low on, on a lot of their weapons. And it feels like with Carolina, the one thing that you could do with the Cardinals is you can run on them. And with McCaffrey back, that makes me feel really good about Carolina, maybe even taking them on the money line, um, just as a big, big long shot favorite here. And our long shot dog and, and hitting them because their defense is going to show up. Their defense is going to show up. Their defense is really good. Do you have any insights about how you feel about Carolina? Yeah. I mean, same thing for me is that getting this number early, getting this number at this 10 is with, um, is counting Kyler in. And I really don't think that there's a, ch- you know, or sorry, I shouldn't say I don't think there's a chance. I think there's a, a strong possibility that he does miss this game again, especially to just wanting to, they've got a big lead there. I mean, it's a tough division, but they're pretty set in stone as far as a playoff spot, as crazy as that is already. But they've got a lot of early season wins, so you want to make sure Kyler's healthy for the end of the year. So it could be Colt McCoy again. No D-hop. They said every other injury on that list. Um, you've got the 32nd ranked uh, – or sorry, the 31st ranked Arizona run defense as far as yards, uh, yards per attempt. And then you said you've got McCaffrey back. You've got um, – PJ, PJ Walker, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yep. Am I getting that right? PJ Walker, who can, who can dance around a little bit, and he can run himself. I think you see that. We see Cam Newton back. No, Cam Newton's probably not oh, eligible. Unbelievable back that Cam Newton I, is back. I can't, I can't even believe that. Unbelievable. We're going to blow right past that part of it. But uh, talking of regression, this is a very fun staff, again, from the guys on the Action Network. Stucky gave this one out on his show. Um, interesting thing about Arizona and their fumble luck that they've had this year. The most yeah. – non-sticky stat of anything that you can, but, you know, it's got to come back to the memes. Arizona leads the NFL in fumbles per game at 1.8. Their opponents also average 1.8 fumbles per game. And so basically, if you, if you extend that out, there's been 16 fumbles uh, that Arizona has. Arizona's fumbled 16 times, and their opponents have fumbled 16 times in the game. Arizona has lost two of those 16 fumbles. What? Their opponents... To only two, so 14 they recover on offense. Their opponents have lost 10 of those 16 fumbles. What? How crazy is that? That is a bananas stat. That's How? a that 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 blew my that, there went Carolina. <laughs> I, I just fried your brain. You just stumbled, you just stumbled over every last word you said. Uh, 
I, I do. I, I think I think this is a good spot for Carolina because I think they could just slow the game down, run the ball, control the clock, especially if it's freaking Colt McCoy. But I mean, like you said, Carolina's defense did a really good job against the Patriots last week. I mean, they had, you know, Mac Jones really wasn't the answer for it. It was Donald throwing three interceptions and giving in the power run game of the, of the Patriots that were yep. taking it to Carolina, which they showed they could be run on. Um, but no more than, like I said, Arizona could be run on. So I think Carolina is going to do a really good job of taking, taking away their receivers and then wanting to move the ball downfield fast. They've got really good corners, really good pass rush. I just think this is a good spot. And people are just thinking, why are we downgrading Carolina? Cause they don't have Sam Darnold. It shouldn't be a downgrade. It's like, not. He's horrible. It's not. He's very, very bad. He might be the worst starting quarterback in the league right now. Like there's, to, I, I can't really name anybody else. I tried to go through it and I was like, Sam Darnold's the worst. Big Ben is the only other one I think of. Who's really? And Big Ben's have big Big Ben's been okay this year. Big Ben's been okay this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not, Sam, Sammy D is literally throwing it to the other team. Like no, yeah. he's literally giving the game away. Yeah, every single time he can. So no, I think this is hey, we every time we come on the show, we're like, oh, all the backups won last week. And we had, we're never on them. Let's get on. Let's get on. We didn't get on Cole McCoy. We didn't get on Trevor Simeon, Cooper Rush. We got to get on them. Let's, let's, let's ride it with our cat dogs. Let's go. All right, Minnesota's going into the lanes. So we got, we, we got Dallas. We got Denver. We got New Orleans. We got Carolina. All right, Dan, what's our fifth pick? Our fifth pick. <laughs> I have been waiting all season. I've been waiting all season for this moment to finally be able to play this. The number one pick is the autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering boisterously his face is weather beaten he wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. That's what the number one pick is. Did we hit it? We did not. Ah! Oh. I like this. Ah! I'm worried. I'm a little worried that the Raiders are like, I heard this term a couple weeks ago and it scared the crap and it was with the Colts. Feels like the Raiders might be a sharp trap. They've hung that two and a half when it probably should have been three. And it just hasn't moved all week. And it just hasn't, there's been no wiggle on the Raiders and everybody's been betting against the chiefs. This is like the cat is so far out of the bag to bet against the chiefs against the spread. I just, it feels it. It's no longer like a secret anymore. It's if everybody knows it, then what are we doing? If everybody knows it, why are they favored? Like, why are they like, if everyone knows it and it's all well known, why the hell are they favorites on the road against the Raiders? 
who have the same, have a better record than they do. Like, I know. I just wrote down in full caps, it's not that hard. They're bad. They're a bad team. They're a really yeah. bad team. That's what makes me nervous. <laughs> what makes me nervous? It feels like make you nervous. Why are bad teams being favored by two and a half points on the road against the divisional team? It Why? feels too easy. It feels too easy. That's David. because I sometimes know. it is that easy. Sometimes it is that easy. The bristling black mustache Raiders are going to win this game. I mean, I, I honestly think they could win this game by 10 points. Like, I really believe that. Las Vegas in the last month, and everybody talks about Vegas, the one thing they don't do well is rush the, rush, rush the ball, rush, um, rush offense. In the last month, they're second in expected points added per play when they run the football in the last month. The only reason that they didn't win the game on Sunday, they went one for six in the red zone. That's why they lost the game against the Giants. The Kansas City defense is 28th in the league in red zone defense. 28th. They're giving up touchdowns 70% of the time. I just don't get it. I, I, I just will never understand it. I'll keep betting the Chiefs until again against the Chiefs until it dies. I will keep doing it. I am that stubborn. I hate the Chiefs that much. Uh, shout out Chris Raza. Go Raiders. Yes. Just, just win, baby. Just win. I mean, yeah, I, I am on your side. I, I agree. I just, I wanted to leave it like I, ha- I already trust me. I bet that I bet it on Monday. I think when I saw it, cause I was able, I had it in two and a half at even money. And I just thought that I honestly thought it might move in the direction of the Raiders go below three, but now it's sat, but it's at like minus one Oh five. I don't know. I just couldn't, I didn't want to put it in my best spot in my, my five on the show, but I, I am rolling with you on that. We are going to be aligned on Sunday. That is for sure. Except for my last pick. I can't we believe. Take- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. Please go ahead. I just was going to say, I can't believe that we have just only given out five picks. So this is our sixth pick. So go for it. I got to go with the Cleveland Browns against the Patriots. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. I, I got to take Cleveland Browns plus two is, is where it's at right now. We'll give it two to and you. a half. Give me the two. Um, again, I just think that. I think this defense is going to be one of the, I mean, no, they played Carolina a couple of weeks ago or, or last week, sorry. And, but Sam Darnold's the one that gave that game away. I just think that miles Garrett and this defense will be able to limit Mac Jones to do absolutely nothing and missing Damian Harris and, and, and uh, Ramondre Stevenson is going to totally remove the power run game of the, of the Patriots that they want to look like, Brandon Bolden's fine. It's going to be a pass catching back, but they, you, I mean, you could tell me he's not, that's not the power run identity. Like they need that to get that offense going. And I just think with the way that Cleveland looked last week, again, getting rid, ridding themselves of the Odell situation, they're getting healthy. They had a ton of injuries, you know, the past four or five weeks. I think they're looking really fully healthy now. And the one weakness that the Patriots, you know, the Patriots have a weakness on their defense side. It's their run defense versus their passing defense. They're much better against the pass than they are against the run, kind of middle of the pack against the run. So no Nick Chubb, but Dearness Johnson took care of the job a couple weeks ago when they played Denver. Trust me, saw that in front of my eyes. Watch that whole game. So I'm going to take Cleveland here. I think that they are – this is a baby, maybe a coin flip game, so getting two points with a road team who road dogs have been good for us this year. I'm happy with taking that one. I think you're right. 
Yeah, see, I know I knew I knew we wouldn't mind. We kind of mind melded. I kind of kind of did. We kind of did. But uh, but your integrity as a fan won't let you take that on the show. No, it won't. I and yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. But I, I do think this is a coin flip game. I think, and I want to go back on my numbers and just see how I think I had this, and again, extreme ends. So take it for what it's worth. I had this Patriots minus four, but I think that because it was that close, there was no way that I was ever going to take it. I think you got to know when to jump off of your team. And we've taken the Patriots three weeks in a row. This is the time to get the heck off. I mean, the Browns present a very difficult challenge because of their rush defense. Their rush defense is really, really good. They're rock solid. They got the kid Walker in the middle there. They just have speed. Miles Garrett scares the living piss out of me. I mean, that he's going to get that he's going to kill Mac Jones actually physically murder um so that scares me a lot the thing that throws me off for this game is you're right the running back situations for both teams is so strange that you know does it come down to the quarterbacks and i mean i don't really trust there (laughs) i know like i don't really trust baker but i don't have like supreme confidence in mac jones yet as a fan i love him but he is a rookie and he has plateaued over the last couple of weeks. So, and this is the hardest defense he's going to play. So this is, this is a coin flip game to me. And if you pick the coin flip, then you have to take the points. Yeah. And again, this is like you said, the pass rush. I mean, this is definitely going to be, I think the scariest pass rush that he's faced with, with miles Garrett. And then this is going to now be a, Mac put the team on your back kind of situation, which he has not had to do yet. So I feel like there's big pressure here on Mac. Uh, I think it's just going to be a tough challenge for him. And I, again, I'm not worried about the the Browns run game as much. I think that they are as good as Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are, and they bring them to another level. They are like going to be able to run the ball no matter what, as long as they've got that offensive line and Stefanski coaching, like just the offense that they run, they will be able to move the ball. Completely agree. I do think, though, if, and just watching the Patriots closely, I think their run defense has gotten a lot better over the last couple of weeks. The emergence of Christian Barmore has been huge, yeah. huge. He's been a freaking beast. So how people let him slip to the second round, I will never understand. Uh, I think the way the Patriots – only way the Patriots can win this game is with defense and special teams. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, I think if they – if it's one of those games where Belichick lets the other team throw up on themselves in Foxborough. They have not won in Boxborough this year, uh, except too. for the Jets game. They beat the Jets there, but that doesn't really count. So, <laughs> so that's a tough game. It's a tough game for the Pats. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, any leans this week, Maddie? I feel like I have a lot of leans this Me week. Me too. So, well, um, so Vegas definitely won. Minnesota was another one. And Minnesota, I just – they just keep losing these games that they should win and they're close and they're not, it's just, I can't deal with, I can't deal with Minnesota and not against the chargers either, who I still like, I, I think they're good again. Like I think that we're, they're trending in the right direction to get into the playoffs, but just when that happens, they kind of take a step back. So had to stay away from that one. Uh, Seattle, green Bay, that one's, I thought about taking Seattle plus three and a half, just, Weird, both quarterbacks, one coming off of pins in his hand, one coming off of COVID. I just stay, you know, th- that one was too close for me to call as far as including in best five. Um, the Jets, 
thought about taking a little on um, Mike White and the Jets at plus 12. Uh, that's, that's, that's mainly why I said away. It was at 13 and a half, and I almost took that earlier in the week. Sharp spent that right down. It's all the way down to 12 now, so I had to stay away on that. And last one was Washington football team plus nine and a half. Scary. So scary. Again, it's in theory, it's the right spot, but we've just, I've been burned by Washington too many times and I'm not going against Brady. It, just too scary, too, too ugly with that one. The Brady, they haven't covered against an NFC East team yet this year. They've not been that great on the road. Um, everything says take Washington there. If you're watching with your eyeballs and just monitoring the, the market, but that is such a scary spot to be in to know that you're going to need freaking Heineke to, to pull one out. Is Fitzpatrick coming back at any time soon? I thought so, but I, I haven't really read up on it recently, if we're being honest. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, I'm all with you on Minnesota. Um, I think they'll, I'll probably be on them. The Jets, I may be on, I may be not. It depends on you know how that line moves. I took Seattle early in the week, plus five and a half. So I feel like I have a really good oh, number. Nice. Yeah, so I feel like I have a really good number on that. I think the Seattle wins this game outright. I think, I think if you're battling I me, mean, I'd rather have pins taken out of my thumb seven days before the game than have to come off the couch the day before after COVID and not practice for two weeks. So I'm going to take, I think Russ is, Russ is, nobody's talking about Russ. People are saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to come back dangerous now and all this stuff. It's like, nobody's even talking about Russell Wilson, how motivated he is to get back. So, and they get Chris Carson back. So that's a yeah, big, big step, big step for them. I, I like the Seahawks a lot this week. So those are my cool. lanes, Minnesota, Seattle, the Jets. Good, good. I like, I like all that. Okay. Let's do the specials. Here we go. The under the weather special of the week. Speaking of that Seattle Green Bay game, it's that time of year. The frozen tundra comes alive. Maddie, we got a chance of snow in Wisconsin on Sunday. Do you know hey. that? Well, snow, action, 39 degrees, but 40% chance of snow showers. That is only added into what the wind will be. 10 to 20 mile an hour winds, 14 mile an hour sustained wind currently right now as we stand on a Thursday night. So I think that this is one of those games. The quarterbacks are banged up, so you may not get that ton of points. Uh, the running games are going to have to be a mainstay still. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Chris Carson coming back. like that a lot. Uh, this is a great clash of teams. This is a great matchup. I cannot wait to watch this game. I'm excited to have both of these guys, Warriors, coming off of injuries, cold, snow, Lambeau Field in November. This is what football is all about. This is, this is real football at its finest. So the under is 49, by the way. So it's a, kind of a high number. So Wow, that is a high number. Yeah. I like that play a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, said, you just definitely see both these quarterbacks maybe having, you know, not the best first halves after, after coming back from, from all they've been dealing with. But um, especially with there's some conditions going on, right? That, man, you got to, you know, I guess the pins aren't in the hand anymore. So usually you say like people in cold weather when they have, you know, stuff like in their back or whatever like that you leave in there. But if they're pulled out, then I guess it should be all right. Versus, you know, who knows if Rogers, you know, lung issues. I don't know. We won't go into that, but foggy brain, foggy brain, soup, soup brain. Um, that is, that is a great matchup. That's just, you see those two teams play. Uh, that's the, the fail Mary a couple of years ago. These yeah. games are always very interesting. Absolutely. It could be overtime. 
could be overtime. Mm. I really like this game a lot. So the under 49 in the Seattle at Green Bay game. Magic is what Lambeau Field is, right? Lambeau Field, snow, you think magical place. Like it's a pilgrimage. Let's go on. Yes, snow globe. That's a good one. That might be my secret Santa gift this year. Um, Kind of a lame gift. I'll think of something else. But, (laughs) but let's have some more magic. Take me on the pilgrimage to week 10's money line parlay, Matty Ice. Well, we start in Lambeau Field. (laughs) And we will take the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I agree. It's, I think that they have all of the chance to win this game outright, rust back and everything. And, uh, you know, we kind of been fading this Packers team. They, they snuck by with a cover last week again, miraculously. And they are now eight and one against the spread. I mean, just insane that they are on this run. And I'm going to step right in it again. And we're going against Seattle. And I'm going against Aaron Rodgers. I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but there's just not enough dogs. I like, and we already got this mind melt going. So why not keep it going? This is so such a war. It's such a war uh, between you and A-Rod. I mean, it and really he has, is. And it's really one-sided because he doesn't even know what's going on. And he's just kicking the shit out of me. So, <laughs> um, Seattle plus 154. And I do really like New Orleans this week. I think New Orleans right. has the right spot to get a win against the Titans plus 128 that will give you plus 480 on the money line parlay you lay down 100 that'll win you 480 bucks back we are so overdue for this what do we hit two in the first three weeks and we've been on a dry spell been on a little bit of a dry spell you know it's funny we talked about not getting ugly last week and just being like look we just have to have positive vibes about it and of all the weeks that we didn't even get one didn't Not get even one. one. The dogs were like, what was it, seven and seven or eight and seven? Like, they were the ugly ones too. I mean, if you had money line parlays, you had money line parlays last week, you should be have your bankroll for the rest of the season. Because there were some big money lines that hit last week. I mean, you're talking about Atlanta's a six point dog, the Broncos is a nine point dog, but the Jags is a 14 and a half point dog. I mean, you're talking some huge lines. For us to not hit any of them was like stunning. Like I could not believe, like, yeah, at least at one out of two, man. So I love this one this week, Seattle and New Orleans, two good teams going up against two other good teams. I love it. Coin flip games. Coin flip games. That's what we want. A little bit of value sprinkled on there. Um, Let's run down the recap before we say goodbye. Matty Ice, go ahead. Well, I will give mine and Dan pick, Dan's picks until we get to number five. We both like the Dallas Cowboys laying nine and a half in a bounce back spot against the Atlanta Falcons. Denver Broncos minus two and a half at home against the lackluster Philadelphia Eagles. Carolina, a cat dog, getting ten and a half points on the road at uh, Arizona and hopefully Colt McCoy uh, coming for you, Colt. The New Orleans Saints go marching in uh, to Tennessee, uh, getting two and a half points on the road. And I like, for my best pick, the Cleveland Browns, plus two, uh, going against the red-hot New England Patriots, ready to cool down. Bang, bang. Love it. I love all those picks because I picked them all. Uh, as I said, Dallas, Denver, New Orleans, and um, Carolina. Well, the only thing we disagree on is the number one pick. I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half at home against the Chiefs. 
The money line parlay this week plays out plus 480, as Maddie said. It is the Saints and the Seahawks. And my under-the-weather pick this week, the under 49 in the Seattle at Green Bay game on Sunday. So we will either both be over 500 or, yeah, 550% this week, or we will both be grinding to get back to the top. May I certainly hope this is the five and a week. <laughs> I certainly hope for both of our sakes, we just go perfect. This, this would be the week to do it, right? You know, arm in arm, standing together with William Wallace. We're just taking on the, we're taking on the Britannia. We're, we're just going for it deep in. This is like the American revolution. You know, we band it together, is. we band together against tyranny, tyranny and tyrannical forces. And we go win some freaking games. Let's go. Kill the bookmakers. Kill the bookmakers. Shoot them in the face. Not really. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Just with, with, with betting slips. Betting with betting slips. slips. Exactly. And they're throwing cash right back at us. Maddie, I hope you have a great week, my friend. I hope you enjoy this, this Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's been such a crazy couple of weeks for me traveling to Martinsville and Ole Miss last week, which was great. Neither quarterback is ready, by the way, for the NFL. So that's... That's my two sets about it. Uh, Malik just got nine sacks against Malik on for Liberty, and Matt Corral's like playing up this injury that's not really an injury, and then playing full speed on every play. So, eh, we'll see what happens with that. But it's going to be nice to actually sit down and watch some football this Sunday. Yeah, I'll see. I, I'm fine. I feel like I'm having a relaxing Sunday as well. I, I've been doing cra- the week has been crazy recently. It feels like weddings and, and everything else. So uh, I'm back to my ass beating the couch for seven straight hours of commercial free football. How much, how much more could you ever want? Is that, I mean, maybe some wings, maybe some, beer. some wings. Uh, beer. That's, we'll take uh, care of that. That's not a problem. I'm sure and that ain't will. no problem. I'm sure we will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to the Sunday card every Sunday and Saturday on sports country radio. If you go on sportscountry.net, you can listen on Saturdays at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m., and then again on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. But don't even worry about it because you can also listen anytime you want on Spotify, on Google Pod, on Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to this show. It is an amazing feat of technology. Um, also follow us on the Sunday, at the Sunday card, rather, on Twitter for our picks on Sunday before the NFL games kick off at 1 p.m. We'll see you next week. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, and I am Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to Sunday Card.